We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. Are you ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for choosing Hope Restoration Ministries. By the way, if you are joining us for the first time, we are in the month of June. It's a month of youth. That is why you're going to see a lot of young people coming up this month and then participating even sharing the word of God because we believe in young people. I always say to people, there is only the church that says uh, young people are, 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 are uh, tomorrow's future, you know, or are the generation of tomorrow. The devil does not operate like that. The devil does not wait until they are old. The devil says, uh, I want to give them drugs today. I want to mess them up today. So we also have to have that attitude. Let's use them today. Let's empower them today. Let's make sure that we feed them with the word today. So that is why the theme of June, it simply says, not shaken. And when you look at that word, not shaken, simply means to be resolute, to be stable and unyielding. We want to raise a generation that will refuse to yield to the challenges, you know, of our times. There are many things today on the social media, many things that are saying, you know, I was listening to one guy. He was actually swearing at Christianity, swearing at Jesus, swearing at all these things that we are doing and say we are just coming up with something that is nonsense and all that. Because we are living in that season where everybody has something to say, but we're going to raise the generation and also encourage the church that, you know what, we are not going to compromise. You know, we're going to be steadfast because the world not shaken simply means uncompromising. Steadfast. The issues of, 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 of your, your, your offering and tithing. Today, people are coming up and say, it is something that we don't need anymore. And then they are challenging everything that we do. But we need to make sure that we build a generation that is steady, you know, unwavering. A generation that is courageous. A generation that will be strong and make sure that their faith it is unshaken. Hallelujah. So you're going to hear more of that on this pulpit and in this month in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But before we, we, we speak about other things, there are matters that are in my heart. And I strongly believe the Lord wanted me to share with you this morning. And I've entitled the message this morning, Scars of Life. Scars of Life. Please understand, I didn't say wounds of life. I said scars of life. You know, the year was 1863. A man known as Peter, this Peter escaped from slavery on, uh, uh, on uh, this place that is called Louisiana in America Plantation. And after a harrowing journey, traveling for some days, running away from his master, Peter found safety among Union soldiers, you know, who camped at a place that was called Baton, Rage. Now, before he could be listed 
among the black regiment, some of the soldiers who were there, the doctor of the military who was assigned, you know, to look after these people and he discovered something horrific about this Peter. He discovered these horrific scars on his back. Here is the picture of Peter. This is what they discovered on his back. The, the results were vicious, brutal weeping by his master. And the general of the soldiers in that camp, he asked Peter, now you see this in the movie that is acted by Will Smith, Emancipation, that is the name of the movie. Now the general comes around, he says to Peter, you know, this is what I see. When I looked at your back, this is what I see. I see disobedience. You were not a good slave. And Peter, he answered this general. He said, this was not disobedience. This was resistance. He said, I refused to be a slave. He said, you might look at this as disobedience, but I look at this as resistance because they wanted me to be a slave. And he goes on to say these words. I quote, they broke the bones in my body more times than I can count. But they never, never broke me. Watch the movie for yourself if we are very strong. <laughs> I warn you. But a beautiful movie that brings these matters into reality. And he begins to say, he says, to show that I refuse to be a slave. He says, these are scars to prove it. And that photograph, they are using it today. It is known all over the world. And it's used as a powerful proof of slavery, brutality. Come back to our topic this morning. Scars of life. Listen to this. We all have scars. Sit here together. We all have scars. Some are visible from outside. Others are hidden and tucked away in our hearts. These are scars, number one, of injustice. Seated here, there are people who have scars of injustice. When your rights were violated and you were treated unfairly, you said, I don't want this. But somebody forced himself in you. It's a scar of injustice. Seated here this morning, there are people who have gone through a scar or scars of rejection. Forsaken and abandoned by those who claim that they loved you. You are sitting here, you are feeling rejected because you have a scar. What about a scar of betrayal? Betrayed by your best friends. Betrayed by your best colleagues. You went to somebody for an advice, your best friend, and say, you know what, Shomaka, 
So and so is proposing me. Your friend says to you, no, Chomaga, don't, don't even think about it. Six months later, your very same Chomaga is marrying the very same person. Hey, I've seen things. Betrayal. Jealousy. Scars of neglect. Scars of false accusation. You know that we have not done this thing, but people, they put together a matter, a case, and create a case, and accuse you, and then when people look at you, they even say, they say, you are the one, they accuse you. Failed by authority. I can go on and on, the list is bottomless. But this morning, I am thinking of a young man, and that we can use today, as a symbol, you know, of scars of life. The man by the name of Joseph in the book of Genesis, after he was wounded and scarred by being rejected, by being betrayed by his brothers, accused by Potiphar's wife, failed by the justice system, forgotten by his prison's friend in times of need, I wonder what was happening with Joseph sitting there. No friends, no family member. His own people rejected. His own brothers wanted to kill him. And he was sitting there with scars of life. Now he has an opportunity to speak out or he was now in a position of authority. The question is when you are in a position of authority, do you operate under a wound or do you operate under a scar? Because you can tell when people speak out of wounds and you can also tell when people speak out of scars because scars and wounds are not the same. Just hold that thought right there. We're going to come back to that. But here is Joseph. You know, now he's in the position of authority. He's in the position you know, of power is in the position of also hurting other people, you know, so that they can taste part of their medicine. But he goes on in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20. He says, as for you, he's looking them right in their eyes. He says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive, including you who wanted to hurt me. Remember, at this time, there was a famine in the land. Now they go to Egypt. They find Joseph in power. Now these guys are vulnerable, and Joseph had power to take them down. But he said, listen, as for you, my friends, as for you, my brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many lives. He says to them, 
them, you took me to the slave country, to, 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 a, to, to a strange country, but now I am here as much as it was painful. God has turned this thing around for your own benefit today. I love it when you read it with the message translation. It says, you planned evil against me, but God used those same plan, plans for my good. As you see all around you now, life more Many, life for many people. All these things that has happened, now it has become life for many people. I love it when Paul also summarized his life because the other person who has gone through the scars of life, it is Paul. Now he summarizes his life in the book of Galatians chapter 6. He says, from now on, he's addressing the Galatians. He says, from now on, don't let anyone trouble me. With these things. He says, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. He says, I'm not going to debate with anybody. I'm not going to get into a debate. But all that I want you to do, look at my scars. Because my scars, they speak for me. My prayer, Bazalwan, is that may the good God elevate you to that level. Where you don't have to fight your way up where you don't have to bribe anybody so that they can give you some favors. But they must look at your journey. They must look at the things that you have conquered. They must look at your scar and say, listen, there's no way that we can prevent this person because he, the scars, they speak for him. It is not you speaking for yourself, but your struggles and what you have overcome over the years, they actually open the door for you. They speak on your behalf. So Paul says, I don't have time. Hallelujah. How I wish we can arrive to that level, Bazalon, and say, I don't have time to debate and to argue this matter. Just look at my records. All that Paul was saying, just look at my records. My record speaks for itself. Isn't that amazing, Bazalon, that you can come to that level and say, just look at my records. I don't have to bribe you. I don't have to do an extraordinary thing. Just look at my record. Look at my scars. And they can speak for itself. Now, some of you are still wondering. A scar and a wound. I'm glad you have asked that question. A scar, if you are writing down at home, a scar is a sign that you were once wounded and you survived. I love that. You were once wounded, but you survived. A wound is a sign that you are still hurting. That is why before you say I do to somebody who has divorced, check if it is it's a scar or it's a wound. Because some of us, we jump into another relationship while we are still wounded. It has not become a scar. This person is still bleeding. This person has not mourned the process. Listen to me. A scar is a sign of complete healing process. But a wound is bleeding. It's still fresh. It says you are still hurting. Umam tinta vela jampe. 
Ngoba it's a wound. You are not healed. Umzwe kulu mumuntu akonti abona lo wounded lo. Hallelujah. Look at the person, give them a high five and just, and just say to them, be healed, please. <laughs> be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here is another statement I want you to grab. It is through the wounds that our journey begins. But through the scars that we are defined or shaped. Are you with me? For the mere fact that you are wounded, it doesn't mean it is over. You have just stepped into a journey, my girl. Hallelujah. You have just stepped into a journey. Don't take a rope and hang yourself. It is a journey. And then if you can just hang in there, you'd realize that there are other people who have also stepped into a journey. Sometimes we look at other people, we don't understand that they are who they are because they allowed the journey. They got into the process. As I said here, it is through the wounds that our journey begins, but through the scars that we are defined and shaped. How I wish I can show you my scars. You will stop praying the prayers that we are praying. Somebody said, I want to step into your anointing. But I want to have what you have. Which part of my life do you want? Now, here are six lessons from scars. Or should I say a fresh way of looking at your scars? I want you to look at your scars in a different way this morning. Am I helping somebody? Amen. Now, number one, quickly, I want you to write these things. Scars signif sig signify we were in a battle, but we overcame. They just reveal that you were in a battle, and then you overcame. When you see a scar in someone's life, it simply shows that this person was in a battle and you are an overcomer. Come on, let us give many overcomers a hand of applause this morning. I don't care what type of a scar you might have, but you are an overcomer. Number two, number two, here is the, the lesson that I want you to learn. Scars show we are stronger than the thing that tried to hurt us. For the mere fact that you are alive, you are standing. It shows that you are stronger than the very same thing that wanted to kill you. Oh, come on. Once again. You are a survivor. You are stronger than the thing that wanted to kill you. Come on, give God praise. You are stronger than the thing that wanted to kill you. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm stronger than the thing that wanted to kill me. If you are bold enough, mention that thing. You are strong for the mere fact that you are alive here. You are strong for the mere fact that you are here this morning. You are stronger than the thing that wanted to kill you. Listen to me, my girl. He thought when he was divorcing you, going after that young girl, he thought it was over with you. But look at what the Lord has done for you. Look at you. Look at you. You are right here. You are flourishing by the grace of God. You've got some love. You've got some peace in your life. Your life is better. Come and give God praise. Am I encouraging somebody here? So you're stronger than the thing that wanted to kill you. Number three, scars reveal we were in a journey less traveled. 
Now I want to take a minute here. Scar simply means where now you were in a journey. Let's travel. You know, sometimes we look at people and say, I know what you're going through. Listen to me, you don't know what they're going through. Because the journey that they've traveled, you were not in their journey. These, these are the only people who can define their own scars. So sometimes when you see the scars, you cannot look at Peter on that picture and say, Peter, I know what you, you, you are going through. You don't have an idea. You don't have an idea what that man has gone through. But listen to me. You need to understand when you see other people with the scar, learn to respect them. Learn to honor them because they've been in the journey. That is why I always encourage Christian in this church. When somebody has lost their loved one, it is better for you to go in there and be quiet. Go in there and be quiet. Somebody, when we lost our son, said, because even if God can give me another children, it's not the same. It's not going to be the same. Now, here is number four quickly. Here is number four. Scars speak of God's goodness and faithfulness in our lives. When I look at my scars, I can tell, I said, the Lord has been so good. The Lord has been so good. They speak of goodness of the Lord and faithfulness. Praise the name of Jesus. But I love number five. Scars serve as a testimony of faith and endurance. You need to honor people who've got scars because it reveals their faith and their endurance. You know, when you are wounded, it takes endurance for you to be healed and for that wound to become a scar. Many people, when they are wounded, they take a rope and hang themselves. But with you, you know, you were wounded and you had to look at those children growing without a father. You know, and they were actually at night not even able to sleep. It was a wound. But you know what? You endured. You endured. You endured. Today now they are matured. You know, today now they are matured. Yes, they, it is no longer a wound. It's a scar. But when you look at that scar, it's like this is the faithful of, faithfulness of God. God has been so faithful. I have been a single parent. You know, it was painful. It was a pain. But by the grace of God, I enjoyed. Look at them today. They are men and women of God because God has been so faithful. And we are able and say, it was not by might or by power. It was by the grace of God. This is the scar that shows that God has been so good to me. Am I helping somebody this morning? And finally, scars are a reminder of what Christ did for us on the cross. I said this morning, I'm glad that God, when Jesus had to be resurrected, he rose again and he still had the scars. He said, Thomas, put your finger here. God had the powers of removing the scars, but he allowed him to be resurrected with the scars as a sign of testimony. To remind us, Oguti, where are we coming from and where we are going? By the way, God is capable. That is why he has put these tissues in your tongue. So that when you bite yourself, your tongue has these tissues of replacing itself, to heal itself. So that it remains without a scar. God would have used the very same system in your body. So that your body has these tissues that can actually you know, heal, can heal itself. But God said, no, 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 no. It's not good. I want your body to keep the scar 
so that when you look at the scar, you can remember of what I have done in your life. Thank God for the scars. Thank God for scars. Now, you cannot preach a sermon like this and not testify about the scars that are there. And yet I cannot take off my jacket, but I can speak about those ones so that I help somebody that we also have scars so that it's not something that the pastor is just top, talking about the topic. I'm looking at you around here, looking at some of you, your faces I knew at all. I don't, I don't remember some of you being here four years ago, three years ago, and 10 years ago. We are 22 years now. This ministry is 22 years. I'm looking, I'm asking, where are the people that we started with? Where is the majority? Because maybe 40 to 60% of you who are here are new. I'm asking, where's the other 60%? And I'm the pastor. I'm the shepherd. And I remember some of them were saying, Mfundis, Mina, Nizopumangepogisila. Anindao. You are my covenant pastor. We are in covenant with you. Where you go, as I quote Ruth, where you go, I will go. Where you die, my pastor will die. Your people will be my people. Your sufferings will be my suffering. My blessings will be your blessing, men of God. I'm checking. Where, where, where are you? I'm asking, maybe some of them, they are just watching at the distance. Where are you? They left. What I'm saying, you will build relationships and people commit that we're going to be with you and then they leave you and you get wounded. But praise God that I never allowed that wound to be a wound. I allowed the wound to heal so that it can become a scar. I am not speaking from my wounds this morning. I'm speaking from my scars. There's a huge difference. I am not hurting, but I've got a scar. That is one scar. Some of you are sitting here are saying, hey, Mfundis, you don't know some of our scars. You're looking at us. You've got a beautiful family, beautiful wife, beautiful children. Are you aware that I, I once dated? I'm trying to help somebody. And I remember coming with a lady to my sister's. This is going to be Mama. Went to my pastor. My pastor. Mm. Everything. People don't say, Who Abasa Fanelan? I'm helping you. What figure I'm for no more, man? I'm fine, I'm man. I, 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 bigger, 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 parallel, fun. Ukulumi slung, meaning up and Kulumi broken English in the, in the, in the Jesus name and then, and all those other things. What figure I'm fun, educated, well educated. 
When I tell them that story, they can't believe this. I cried. I had to allow the the wound to become a scar. Nang tholo basalo. Kuba phulo ngambona uthi namke uyashada. Ah, Jesus. Oh, uyashada ngempela. Wena tu sabuya gone. I'm helping you. Don't allow that wound to remain a wound. I have moved on. I am not speaking from my wound. I'm speaking from my scars. We can laugh about it. I had to move on. God bless me with a beautiful wife. I've got a beautiful family. I've got a beautiful children. Praise the name of Jesus. I am speaking from my scars, not from my wound. Mm -mm, I need to give you this one. Let me give you this one. There is this guy, I'm not going to mention that because I mentioned his name in the first service. Comes in and says, Pastor, you are a good man. You are a good man. You, you served us very well. And I came in, I strongly believe God has brought me here as a businessman to come and support you. I, I just want to be a covenant brother. And then I realized this, this, this building does not have cameras. This building, as a matter of fact, and then the guy comes in and says, you know what? And then we're going to put the cameras and then we're going to give the computers and then we're going to give the, the printing machines and all that. You are a good man. You deserve people like us. And he says, we're going to donate that with my company. We're going to donate that. All that I need from you, Pastor, is just a signature. And then when we are giving, we can claim from, from SARS. I trust Patrick. He's a brother. Prayed for him. I signed. Three months down the line, go and get an invoice and say, you have not paid your installment. Now, which installment now? You have taken these things, that and that and that. I said, lawyer, my lawyer, lawyer came up. My pastor, I am here. I am ready to go. Tell me whatever. Lawyer came. He said, don't worry. The lawyer said, we're going to take care of these things. We're going to take care of the, If you can just give me a certain amount, I will pay, you know, the senior advocate, and then we'll take care of this thing. I paid. The lawyer came back. The lawyer figured out everything has been taken care of. That thing will never come back again. It is done. We have signed. Done. Gone. Three years later, <laughs> I am needed a high court each one is back. There's a court case. I need to go and appear before the judge. We got the lawyer. This guy came to me and said, he was a Jew. He said, listen to me, pastor. I understand you've worked with some other Christians and all that and that. I am a Jew. You are a Christian brother. I don't want to waste your money. I don't want to abuse you. Listen to me. This case with your signature, there is nothing you can do. You were not a child when you were signing. 
you were sober when you were signing. You know, unfortunately, you trusted somebody. Unfortunately, you just have to pay. I'm going to make arrangements so that you pay this thing and you are out of it forever. How much is this thing in my interest after three years? It has gone now to a million rand. Million rand. Let me tell you, Mazalwane, we had to pay a million rand. So when you see those cameras, you must look at the scars. I am not speaking from a wound. I am speaking from a scar. Look at the person next to you and say, but I will But you are speaking from a scar. This one, this one, it's, this is the last one, the last one. You want that one? There you are. It was the Easter. It was the Easter, let me tell you. My goodness me, I was so excited. We are getting an invite as a new pastor, a young pastor, and things were bad. Things were bad. This guy said, Mfundisi, I want to invite you for the whole Easter weekend, but we're going to start the revival from Wednesday to Sunday. I want you to prepare, come and minister. I said, listen, I don't even have money for the petrol. He said, just borrow, just borrow. We're going to make an offering. You know, I borrowed for a full tank. I went there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't know. I think I preached seven sermons, you know, on that weekend. And then final Sunday, second service, he told the people we're going to prepare an offering for the men of God. Now, this guy, he takes a chair. He says, Mfundi, this is for no a, 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 a stage. Thala, bang bega pants, and I say, stage. I buy a letter, they started giving. They started giving. I'm looking at those hundred rand. I'm thinking of Pindi at home. I said, my darling, the first thing we're going to have lunch together. Oh, you know, you need that maternity dress, my darling. I'm going to, but I was shy, I'm a 50 rand, but I was shy, I'm a 100 rand, but I was shy. The man of God, after the service, he said, man of God, we cannot just give you money like this. We're going to deposit this into your account. Oh, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Even today, I'm still waiting. This one, I'm not sure it's a scar, it's a wound. I'm not... <laughs> Aye, 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 this one, aye, 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 This one, this one. <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Aye, aye, it's a double, 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 aye. We were invited in this wedding. And when I arrive, guess who is conducting the wedding? It's him. I said, Pindi. Pindi. Loi namunta nae. Namunta nae. The problem of marrying Shangani women. Ilap amutik. 
Mood I really want it. Discuss. Discuss. That one I need to confess. I'm still healing from it. <laughs> I, I'm just confessing. Because I realized that even the last time when I was invited, and then the pastor said, and then we're going to collect an offering. I said, you don't collect an offering in my name. You don't do that. That is why even in this church, the moment you said we want to collect an offering for pastor, I come out. I go out. Because it's connected to something. Don't collect an offering in my name. Because I know where I have been. It's a trauma. I'm still traumatized. Or maybe I should put it like that. I'm healed, but I'm still traumatized. No more stories. No more stories. No more, no more. Ah, uh -uh, one more. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. But here is another scar. <laughs> what do you do when you pray and your, your prayers are not answered? Can you still trust God? I've got a scar of praying prayers to God and he did not answer my prayer. Remember when my boy was there, I prayed, Father, heal this boy. Save his life. We need him. He did not answer. He did not answer. The boy died. I'm not speaking from a position of a wound. I'm speaking from a position of scars. But you are seated here this morning. Some of you are still wounded. You have not healed. And you are asking me, Pastor Matebula, how can I get healed? How can I get healed? I've got five points for you. How to heal from your wounds so that they can become scars. How to heal from your wounds so that they can become scars. Number one, you need to forgive. Did you hear what I said? Forgive those who have hurt you. You cannot walk in bitterness. In the book of Jeremiah, it says, I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord. But before you can receive your healing, you need to forgive. My dear, forgive that man. Forgive the father of your children. Forgive the very same man who betrayed you. I know. He said, I love you. I know. He said, I will never forsake you. But here you are. You are still bleeding. They betrayed you. That business partner of yours betrayed you. But for your wound to become a scar, forgive where there's a wound there's no life God will never build anything good he will never produce life 
from a well of a wound. No wonder you are stagnant. No wonder things are not working. How can God give you a new husband? How can God give you a new partner while you are still bleeding? Because God is concerned. I have seen women who could not conceive because they were walking in bitterness. The moment they decided that I forgive, they were able to conceive. Bitterness and wounds, they will kill you if you don't bring them unto the altar. Forgive. Number two, call on God's comfort. The Bible says he heals the brokenhearted and is able to bandage their wounds. Call on God's comfort. Number three, show your scars, not your wounds. Show your scars. Speak about God's goodness. The Bible says they defeated the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. We conquer the devil by showing him the scars, not our wounds. Wounds, they give the devil power over your life. Help others to heal. Help others to heal. The Bible says all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father, the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. This is exactly what I'm doing. With the comfort that I have received, I am able to give you that comfort this morning. Use your wounds, Bazalwane, to comfort others. And finally, allow God to use your scars. Allow God to use your scars. Praise the name of Jesus. As you stand on your feet this morning, I want to say to you, no matter who you are, no matter who you are, you will not live life without scars. No matter who you are, educated or not educated, you're going to be wounded. You will be disappointed. You will be hurt. You will be betrayed. You will be rejected. You will be insulted. You will be called names. This is life. This is not heaven. The question is this morning, how are you this morning? Are you in a state of scars or you are still in a state of wounds? I want you to look at your scar. Or I want you to look at, go back to that moment when you were wounded. It can be somebody in authority, a pastor somewhere, in a relationship, doesn't matter. I want you to look at that spot and look at your journey up to this moment. How are you? Are you healed? Or are you still bleeding? The Lord asked me this morning to pray with you.